0: And guys, welcome to another edition of Illinois with Bird and Cam. This is Bird, and with me as always, Cam. Cam, how are
1: we doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Honestly, I've been contemplating stand up.
0: Oh no, God no!
1: <laughs> I might need you there for support because when you left, then I really know I'm funny.
0: Oh boy, it might take me a few. Uh, might take me a few shots of Jameson.
1: Little bit. Okay, of we'll a, start you
0: there. A little bit of a pineapple express. And...
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I was literally thinking of a pineapple with sunglasses when you said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, um, we, uh, boy, I'm already starting and I'm just blurbing out. This is what happens when it's 930 at night. But, guys, <laughs> man, thank you so much for uh, listening to, for, to the podcast we have a very, very special uh, episode. Um, it's something that's really ongoing. Uh, it's, I saw something on the news about two, three, four weeks ago. It scared the living shit out of me. And I did a little bit of further research. And I was like, hey, Ken, we gotta fucking do this. And yeah, we're going to be talking about a possible serial killer in Chicago.
1: Now give us your your insight on what you guys think after we explain all this to you. Mm-hmm,
0: uh-huh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But before we get into that, um this talk you wanna have any last thoughts of what we talked about the last episode with the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre?
1: Yes. So I hope everybody liked it. That I, I very much enjoyed uh doing that just because, you know, old school gangsters are just part of American history and it's it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do, I do want to talk about um, this ongoing thing with R. Kelly. I hope everyone oh. has a chance to not R. Kelly, but since we're on the subject of surviving R. Kelly, the documentary. If you guys haven't seen um, Leaving Neverland, it's not what what I tell you earlier. Finding Neverland. Yeah,
0: Finding two Neverland. Yeah, I wish it was that uplifting. Yeah, no, Johnny Johnny Depp ain't coming around that corner.
1: <laughs> I tried to talk to bird about it. I was like, yeah, I was watching finding Neverland and he's like, wait, what? I go, no, no, no. I mean, leaving Neverland. You want to leave never. Okay. But when you guys, we might have a discussion or episode or two about that as well. So oh, I hope you guys yeah. are better.
0: That's, that's going to be not for the, not for the week of heart. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah.
1: I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Ugh.
0: But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's just... And that's something we will if, you know, we get our heads together and we actually watch this out through. But, yeah, it's very...
1: Yeah, I got to finish the first episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, you go, you go. For it. I
1: was just like, I don't know. I just have so many things going through my head right now about it. And it's just... I don't know, it's just, it's a very, uh, the first hour, I only watched the first hour of the first episode, it's a two hour episodes, Um, but just the whole concept, how I've been fucking ranting about this, about the entertainment industry and all that BS, about childhood stars and all that, and it's just weird to see the... Crazy similarities and differences that these two celebrities had and did to contain people.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, did you see the new uh, interview R. Kelly did today?
1: Yo, where he was crying.
0: Oh, I didn't see. It. Oh no, I didn't see that part.
1: Oh no, no. Okay, I tagged oh. you in one where he was crying or got emotional or some shit. Hmm. I didn't watch it yet.
0: Uh, I just like right before we started recording, I was just looking on YouTube. I was like, oh shit. Well, I'll be damned. He got an exclusive interview, but, uh but that said, we will, you know, when, when that, when new updates of that comes on, we will be sure to, uh, to expound on that. But without further ado, let's jump right into this serial killer uh, mess. But like, and before that, uh, can you hit us with the disclaimer?
1: Hell yeah, I can. Um, So first and foremost, everybody, again, thank you for everything and thank you for supporting us. Um, But all the facts, information, things that we are saying to you, um, we found from Internet sources, newspaper sources, um, you know, media sources of that bunch. If there's any incorrect information or something that you don't think is valid or you're offended by either the victim um or even the offender if there's something that's incorrect or something you want to add on just let us know hit us up at killanoi with burning cam um which easiest way to find us is on facebook so again just hit us up let us know how we're doing share us um, yeah, yeah let's do this shit yeah
0: let's do it and it's one of those things when we talk about the disclaimer and you know we play the unsolved mysteries theme as our opener and you know, if we ever get big, oh boy, we're gonna get fucking gimmick and fringed out the ass. But it it's it's one of these rare cases where this what we're gonna be talking about is unsolved, and this is uh, dare I say not even dare I say this is ongoing. Now, uh, hopefully, you know these uh, incidents cease. But um. <sighs> When I was when I first picked on picked upon this about three four weeks ago, and it was just so haunting. Like I had to stop what I was doing to watch this report, and I was like, okay, there's got to be more. Of this what can I find out online and what can I find, you know, out there? And um, it's it's very, you know, fuck. Let's go right into this. It's just um, so,
1: interesting. It's very. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you guys think because it could be connected mm-hmm. or it couldn't be. Connected.
0: Couldn't be. So, all of this is nucle- nucleated to Tom Hargrove, and he is an investigative journalist and a co founder of the Murder Accountability Project, which has a catalog of over 750,000. Murders going back to 1976, according to the New York Times. And part of Hargrove's specialty is that he can really sniff out a serial killer, just like you can sniff out a Starbucks cam, mainly by using an <laughs> <laughs> algorithm that detects certain patterns in murders in a given location. In 2014, for example, Darren Dion Van was charged with strangling a 19-year-old prostitute in Hammond, Indiana. He later admitted to murdering six other women. This was only possible after Hargrove picked up on a pattern way back in 2010 showing women dying in the Gary Hammond, Indiana in a disparate rape, and he relayed this notion to the Gary Police Department leading to Van's capture.
1: Now, one year later, though, he did actually find a weird pattern that was actually going around Chicago, and from what he saw, this was probably going on over the last two decades, and majority of you guys who are listening to us are probably, like, 30s, late 20s. Sorry for anyone who's older, but this shit's still, like, really new in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, the following data that we actually got and we're going to uh, discuss is actually derived from the data that can actually be located on the Murder Accountability Project. And again, um, as we discuss each of these instances, please try and pick up a pattern when you can.
0: So we start in January fourth of two thousand and one, and Angela Ford was found in an abandoned building, uh, in uh, the basement floor of that, and she was found strangled. And then you will see these other, as Cam said, it was just, uh, just all of these patterns. If to come off, there's another one two months after that. Uh, Charlotte Day. She was found in a vacant lot. She was also strangled. Brenda Coward. uh, Strangled again. She was found in a vacant lot. August 22nd. Uh, Elaine Bonetta. Oh oh, jeez. That's a month after. Because you're on a... Uh, Elaine Bonetta. November 5th, 2001. Strangulation. So I mean you're seeing this pattern... And oh, another one, um, no, just over a month after that, uh, Saudi Banks' strangulation found in Apartment 4. So you have five strangulation cases all around, patterned around the city. They're either found um, in abandoned buildings or found in vacant lots. So, I mean, it's something where, okay, because it's a lot of murders, obviously, that goes along in Chicago. I mean, obviously, there's no surprise there, but... It's very as these as we get along as the years go on, you're going to see something that's like okay, there's more than meets the eye in these just random killings that may seem like that as we first talk about it.
1: Yeah, and if you were saying too, you didn't go into um the age of these individuals. They're not you know younger individuals. There's maybe one we'll go into that's. Yeah, the youngest one. Um, but most of these individuals range from, um, 30, late thirties to their forties.
0: Mm-hmm. Some um, in the twenties.
1: And two. Yeah. There's, there is one person that is 20, which is a, a little alarming. Um, but two, this individual is getting, if it's just one individual, this individual or, or people are getting arrogant. There are, some of these people are fine, found on sidewalks. Some of these people are found in alleys. Um, But we don't know when, you know, they were
0: found in the day, at night, or things of that nature. So, we
1: go... Oh, you go. No, you go, you
0: go. All right. so we get into 2002, uh, February 16th, Bessie Scott, she was found, again, in an abandoned building. Jody Grissom was found in the alley, uh, no, August 14th, that year, 2002, 11 days after that, Lorraine Harris was found in the alley. Uh, Delly Jones, uh, on September 7, 2002, she was found in the Banning Building. Celeste Jackson, two thousand, uh, t- December twentieth, two 2002. And all the commonalities, they have—they were all found strangled, either again in the alley or Banning Building. And then there was one particular murder in that year, where it was very... Uh, noteworthy, uh, Gwendolyn Williams, she was found strangled in June of that year, uh, behind a dollar store, and it, it was very noteworthy again, because she was featured on a CBS2 Chicago broadcast in February, and according to her sister, Sharon Pritchett, she was fighting for her life, whatever was going on with her, she was not going to go down without a fight, and according to the story, she was found half-dressed and covered in blood, with drugs and alcohol in her system, along with semen from recent sexual activity. And there was also a stranger's skin under her nail. So keep that in mind as we go forward.
1: Which is awesome, too, because I wanted I wanted to ask a couple questions on, on um, the victims beforehand, on if they had any evidence um, that proved... If anyone was behind this, but um, after Gwendolyn Williams, we had Nancy Walker, who again was strangled outside. However, the way she was found, she was dismembered by a cleanup crew picking up trash alongside the road. So that's a little alarming, um, especially because that's kind of different from what we were used to seeing, because mm-hmm. the body's completely torn up. Uh, It goes into Linda Green, who was found in an alley in 2003. Uh, Actually, April 2003, she was strangled again. Um,
0: And this happened only like a few blocks from my house. That's the one I was telling you about before we started recording.
1: And like, it's crazy. These are all over the city. So that's what like, I I feel like all of these victims could be connected. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's... Do you think someone really covered the entire city? See,
0: and that's the weird thing, because we talked about, um, you mentioned Linda Green stuff. The same day, Tarika Jones was found in an abandoned building. Both of them were strangled, and uh, Linda Green was found on 6804 South Chicago Avenue. Uh, Tarika Jones was found on 1549 South St. Louis, So we're talking about two spectrums of the city. That's Uh, Where I live is on the south side. Um, Yeah, just southeast side-ish. We're talking all the way across. Like, that's that's a traveling motherfucker.
1: That's going to take a hot minute to get to the other side. It's not like a 15-minute drive. It's like... Mm -hmm. It could take you a good couple hours.
0: Right. And just two months after that, the killer strikes again. In the span of two days, Rosinda Barracoil was found in the alley on um, August 14th. Two days after that, Latoya Keeler was found in a garbage can. And both of them were strangled. And it's just like, come on, it's no, it's too much of a coincidence at this point. We've, we're, how many movies were we talking about? Ten? Yeah. And the pattern, all of them have been strangled. They're either, again, they're either found in the alley. They're either found in a banding building. Places
1: that are kind of like sketchy, but like in the open at the same time. mm Mm-hmm. But the next individual that was actually found was Latrice. Did you say Latrice Hall? Did Mm -hmm. I miss someone? No. I think I did. Sorry, my bad. Latonya Keeler. Oh, no. no sorry, saw, sorry, guys. Latricia Hall. It's on the wrong page.
0: Yeah, Latricia Hall. Mahal,
1: and she was found in a vacant lot. However, other than her strangulation, they actually did find a couple other things with her body. They did find um, injuries that were due to blunt force head trauma. Um, and then, obviously, the strangulation that contributed to the death. Um, which means that maybe Latricia was able to put up more of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully she would. She was able to at least fight for her life so we could figure out who it was that strangled yeah. her. Um, and again, like you said, just literally two months later in a couple of days, we find, find Ethel Emerson, who was again found in an abandoned building, strangled, and had blunt head trauma due to assault. So it's interesting to see how this strangulation is slowly evolving mm-hmm. into mo- not saying... Strangulation from the beginning isn't violent because people lost their lives, but yeah, this is getting more personal.
0: Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to backtrack for a few on a few murders. Um, In the case of Lucette Mary Thomas, who was found um, with those uh, cerebral blunt uh, injuries, uh, not Lutrition Hall was found strangled, um, but it was Lucette uh, Thomas. who was found with cerebral injuries. And here's the thing she was found on the 30, 3522 West Block of Jackson. Um, Latricia Hall was found in the 2031 West Block of 58th Street. Uh, Ethel Emerson was found in the 60, 1600 Street, uh, 60th and King Drive. Uh, Michelle Davenport, who was found in a garbage can, uh, July 15, 2004, she was found in 19, uh, 1943 West 69th Street. So you're seeing a pattern on those murders and the murders we talked about before, another pattern that these are in the south side, these are in the west side. The killer has his, it, he has his little locale of where he's, pick, you know, picking his targets, it seems. It's very deliberate.
1: I find it interesting, too, because from when we started, um talking about these victims to towards the end, you just see this individual being scattered Mm -hmm. and quick to picking out specific um, general areas and getting a little bit more personal um, towards the end of um, these individuals. And it actually, at one point um, I believe it was from Ethel Amerson and Michelle Davenport there was at least a seven-month period where there was no women found strangled. So it's it's kind of interesting that we're not saying Chicago is, isn't a place where people get murdered, but uh, it's interesting to find a seven-month period of no strangulations. And maybe related.
0: it's one of those things is where maybe the killer killers. Let's just say, for argument's sake, this is one killer. He's probably biding his time, and maybe— he is scouting his victims, and they have to be a certain kind of way. Um, that's the only kind of explanation I can give. I can come up. Yeah,
1: with. I, I just—that's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. I honestly was thinking that maybe, you know, it almost somebody made this comparison. You know, when you first have sex and you have it a lot, and then as you get you age, you have less sex. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, it sounds like what this killer did is he got the, like the drive out of killing, did it so much, and right. then started to get more detailed with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I and, don't, and, and you notice know, the thing. It's just weird. It's just weird.
0: Right. And it's oh, one of those important. things is that in, in a lot of sexual violent cases, whether it is a rape or if it's ex- escalated murder. It's much more of having the power over vulnerable victims as it is no, for the sexual gratification.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's why I totally like. I totally okay. Can I tell you my 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 theory? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is my theory. This is Cameron's hypothesis. Trademark, whatever I have to do. Dibs. Um, I feel that you know the evolution line. People still can be behind on the evolution. So let's say Ted Bundy, who's a serial killer, he, that part of his brain, his more animalistic features versus Michael Phelps, who's probably above the evolution, like ahead of the evolution train, who's got these crazy lungs and crazy arm spans and leg spans to swim in the water like he does. mm mm-hmm. Like I look at, I mean, you see evolution every day, where sometimes things don't always work out or look too hot, and things that you would say is a perfect animal or perfect breed type of animal. So it's like, why can't that be like humans?
0: Right. But couldn't it be from? And I guess as any anybody who's a communications major out there, could it be something like from like a standpoint theory esque where something had to have happened in in the in the early formative parts of their lives that kind of just shape their mind frame and sh- shape, kind of like, you know, their moral code, if even erasing a moral code of that, and they operate the way, the way they do, like in an in, in instance of Ted Bundy, and I haven't seen the Netflix, I just always remember that he uh, was a gay citizen chick, and she had dumped, him, I mean, it broke, she had broke it off, and then he got back with her, but he dumped it off right after they engaged. But then he, the victims that you know he killed, they all bore a, a, striking, a striking resemblance to the woman who had originally spurned him. So that's why but I always it, thought, you know, just a pattern. Like, there's a reason but why— But how do he, you
1: consider that a traumatic effect like people get broken up with all the time? That's where his brain functions differently because— us normal people, I mean, we get upset over a breakup, but we don't go on a killing spree okay. to kill. The, I mean, he that's what I look at. It's like, OK, I understand, you know, people who are in the abuse cycle and in an endless cycle and they'll never be successful. Um, but like individuals like, OK, are you really upset that someone broke up with you or is there something else going on in your brain, something else firing mm. off to make you act like that?
0: Mm. see that's it i didn't even think of that
1: see that's what i was like i totally like don't get me wrong like we all been through that stage where it's like somebody you break up with you're heartbroken you're emotional but like i don't know about you i've never wanted to kill someone after no.
0: I up with. <laughs> I like, like you <laughs> put me on a hot spot like no i didn't want to go dexter on a girl but like
1: <laughs> but you did want to smack her though
0: mmm, with my heart, but oh, that just sounds so fucking Exactly, messy.
1: so you don't want to get too physical with No,
0: her. no, 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 no Chris Browns in, in, in my bones, so.
1: Exactly, exactly, and so that's that's the difference between I guess the evolution of the brain, it's like, okay, we all came from the same hunting, mammal, animalistic lifestyle that all the other animals come from that still walk on four paws. Mm-hmm. What may how do we know all of the human evolution has fully evolved from our missing piece, you know? Like, right. our missing evolution.
0: But, and that and that said, and it says for, for Bundy, and in this case, what's going, what's been going on in Chicago, you know, for the last, for up to this point, two years, and we're having almost 20 or so victims, and this pattern of all of them being strangled and all of them being found... Uh, just in these horrible circumstances, some dismembered, some sexually assaulted, like, there is just a lot of personal you know, just it's Hatred. something in there, yes?
1: Like, and it's it's interesting too, because um, most, again, like I, w- I was saying earlier today, most of these individuals are found in open areas, but in- not like they're literally hiding in plain sight,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So it's like, oh, the Kmart, oh, well, no one's gonna go over like there. see a piece it. Of we trash. Know it's, I just, it it blows, and it, I still get confused because it's like some of these people, um, strangulation, some of these people were strangled with a fissy or, um, with a plastic bag over their head, some people have blunt force trauma, it's just I've always related to, I guess, the shows we watch that a killer usually stays consistent mm-hmm. with how they kill, but wouldn't that be the easiest way to find a killer? Yeah, anyways, That's what I'm thinking.
0: Right, and you made you made a great point um, in the few of the early murders and you talked about, hey, um, where is, you're, you're hoping that when they're fighting back, they're able to at least catch some DNA. And we do talk, and like I said, we are going to talk about that with Gwen and Williams as we get on. but in the case of these other victims, was there any kind of like at least DNA collected that could... Yes,
1: that's what I want to know is we know some of them were sexually assaulted. We know some of them um, had proof of trauma other than strangulation, but... I mean, who's going around just strangling people for fun?
0: Right.
1: And that's what kind of makes me nervous. And I know, too, there's so much going on in Chicago. They do not have the manpower to really go into detail with murders such as this when they have to deal with other things. Um, But. It would be really awesome if they could get a force to really go into detail about these murders and find details outside of the body, find DNA, mm-hmm. go into depth and shit.
0: hmm Yeah. So, so but you, I'm, yeah, you
1: go. I'm just nervous that it's by the time we catch the next H.H. H. Holmes, he's going to be in the next city.
0: I mean, fucking H.H. Holmes, like this guy right here. Like and under our noses, and and like I said, we're I don't get ahead of ourselves. Like to examine why is this is going on, and you know people are just finding out about this. But um, we get to two thousand and five. Look, we have a lot of years going on, folks. We get to two thousand and five, January thirteenth that year. Precious Smith was found again in an alley. She was strangled on the sixty uh, eighteenth block of South Carpenter. Uh, Denise Torres was found in the alley just like Precious Smith. Uh, only a few weeks after that, Wanda Hall was found in a vacant lot on August 30th that year. And in December that year, Yvette Mason was found in the alley. Both ca- in uh 3 Kate case- those cases they've all were strangled. It's just like again, this is this is a fucking serial killer. This is not this can't be a coincidence.
1: And that it's so close in time. It's so close. And the fact, too, that the whole Denise and Wanda, another almost seven-month period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the amount of murders that do go on in Chicago, it fascinates me that... I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say. It fascinates me that... Here are the strangulations in Chicago, and they're all kind of weirdly connected. Right, and so I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, like strangulation is not a um, a rare murder, unfortunately. It's
1: an easy one to get away with, right?
0: But when you find it in, it's not in whole, in in like you know residences. Or you know anything of that nature? You're finding them in the same locations. You're either finding them again in a vacant lot. You're either finding them in an abandoned building. You're either finding them in an alley. It's, you
1: know what I find interesting too about all these? Okay, well, one, they're all women,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but they're all alone.
0: Yeah,
1: women. I mean, I. If I didn't have to, I'd rather not travel alone. I mean, I will, like, don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to be going to these places by myself. Like, F that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, there's literally no one there other than the killer and the victim. Right. Which I find interesting that all these...
0: And it's also, These amount of women, right. women
1: were... were
0: mm-hmm. And you also talk about that seven-month period. And, again, we talked about him, the, the serial killer, you know, targeting his victims and, like, spacing out a joint and trying to find spots where, okay, there's not going to be a lot of people and I can, you know, use this uh, use this place or this location where I can do this kind of crime. It, I, I think it, it's it's a lot of meticulous planning with this, you know... With this serial killer, and this is why you're seeing okay, there'll be like a seven month break, but then there will be two or three women found within a three week window. Some so, cases it would be two women within the, the same day.
1: Do you think all these women were, um, became victims like during the nighttime, or do you think this? offender was bold enough to do it in broad daylight.
0: It could be a little bit of both and the the reason why I would say that is um and I guess kind of getting ahead, um there was a Vice interview uh in two thousand let's see, fourteen, two thousand seventeen and they interviewed Mickey Kendall, who is a author and a activist. And she describes how why the killer would use that kind of location. And she said that Chicago lots are not that wide, but they are pretty long. And if you're in front of the house and a fire starts in the garage, you may not have no idea what's happening until you smell the smoke. And Mm -hmm. she said with that, she deduces that by the time someone discovers the body, there is little to no evidence left. And without any police patrol, you can simply get away with murder. And there is... Actually, a vacant lot that is literally right next to my house. Um, oh that my was god. one of the lots that were like up for a dollar that we were looking at. It was like, oh shit. Oh that my god, be, we should have could- bought it. And as I was walking my grandmother to church, and I'm looking at this lot, and this is like, again, it's not, um, they're not that wide, but like, it's fucking long in terms of like, ver- vertically speaking. So now that you think that, you're so right. Something can happen, and it's like you would never notice it. And they're just like, in the vacant lot backs back to my house, it's kind of dilapidated ish, where there's kind of bushes. So if you could find something, now maybe the smell would be like a dead giveaway after a while. Yeah, but it would be more. You know, if it would happen. Now, as we have a lot of buildings, at my by my uh, house. I don't think it would happen in a day, but you say some of these other areas, say in the west side or in the farther south side, mm-hmm. where there are, you know, abandoned buildings surrounded by these vacant lots and these alleys, you can have them in a day. You can have as much as you are having it in a night. So it, it really it, it really varies. That's my, you know, long winded answer.
1: That totally makes sense. And it totally reminded me of. I was just watching one of these murder shows, one of the many murder shows where this individual literally murdered a woman, threw her in a bush until morning time or like right before dawn came so they could pick her up and put her in a trunk. And there were people walking by that bush like it was no big deal, like nothing was in there. And so like, I always forget that like, I I, I say, oh, it's out in the open, but it's like, it's not something you look at every day.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: you know, it's there, but you're not going to do like, you don't need to do anything about it Cause you know, it's there. You don't think anything's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that said, let's get to like 2006 and 2007. Kind of kind of like in rapid fire, but, um, you have Shanika Williams, you have Margaret Gomez. No, Shanika Williams had died, uh, the day, the day before, um, the day before new year's E 2005. Again, found in a bad and abandoned building, strangled. Um, and as we go into 2006, uh, you had three murders, all of them strangulation, either found in a vacant lot, a garbage can, or an abandoned building. So it again fits the same MO. Uh, Margaret Gomez, Antoinette Simmons, Kelly Saraf. It's just. And That's what's yeah. You go to 2007. And there is really. um, There was a few murders. I think it was in a span of. I don't know if it was a 2007, 2009. But I think one of them were like found on fire.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to find I think one. it
1: was 9? Yeah, I think it was
0: 2009. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. I want to say
0: it was 2009. Insane.
1: Yeah. I don't see. Hold on a second. Oh fuck! My phone's just acting out. Hold on, oh
0: boy. But I mean, um, they, oh man, it's just one of those things. In that, in that case, where it is, you know, it's just one of those things that it's escalating. The he's getting more brazen.
1: Mm-hmm. And more, more frequent too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean I going and I remember they talked about it, uh um, uh, because that's where uh when they were talking about an advice uh interview, Mickey Kendall had lived where one of the victims were and that was the one who was set on fire and that was kind of like when she started, you know, I don't know, yeah, I think she she came up she started up with hard around run at time, but it's just one of those things that, that where I just and I didn't really. That's the one they didn't talk on CBS too, about the one on fire. Uh, but it just yeah. fucking shivers, fucking shivers. it's fucking just,
1: time. it's just, it's just crazy because, like you were saying, in two thousand and seven, we had again, we had Veronica Frazier, we had Marion, I believe it's Stakowski. There you go. Um, we had Teresa Byrne. Or burn oh my God burn. Teresa Bun I'm sorry. um and it looks like Hazel Lewis and again uh Teresa Bun and Hazel Lewis were within a day of one another mm. um, both of them were found in a garbage can. Mm. I think that's. I think studio.
0: Teresa Bunn was the one who was found in the fire don't uh something we have to get on notes uh to confirm that but yeah it's yeah, and again you in a span of in a span of like, day like a, a day and before that um the murder before teresa Bunn, that happened in uh may of that year so like you said he it's like he has his hibernation period of like six seven yeah. months and then when he comes up it's just like just a barrage he gets him in bunches in a in a sense yeah he
1: he like goes on like a killing spree almost right and yeah. But what is weird, though, like you're saying when he goes in the hibernation, he or she, sorry that if anyone gets offended, she, it, yeah. he or she, whoever it may be, I'm just using the he because it's easier to use a gender when comparing to someone.
0: Look at us being sexist and shit.
1: Yeah, we, 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 we're not sexist. Come on, guys. You know better. Um, Birdman is, though. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I'm perfect. Um, but back to... <laughs> but in 2008, our offender actually strangled one person not until the end of 2008. So Genevieve, it looks like, Melas was actually strangled um, October 9th in 2008. And that was the only um, murder strangulation they could find for that year. So again, our individual, our culprit seemed to go into Cognito.
0: But then he would come back, in a, uh, come back with a force in 2009. You would have Charlene Miller, you would have Latoya Banks, who were killed within a month of each other uh, Shannon Williams Vanessa Ratkovich uh, who were killed in August and uh, December of that year and again all of them except for Vanessa Rakovich were found strangled uh, Vanessa Ratkovich she was officiated through the gagging as, as she had a plastic bag over her head
1: and, and that's something we've been starting to see towards um this offender becoming more comfortable uh, with his victims, I feel like, because at first it was mostly just strangulation. Mm -hmm. And then we actually go into 2010 where LaFonda, Sue Wilson, uh, I'm sorry, Quanda L. Critter um, were also strangled actually again within a month of each other. So LaFonda was strangled in June, uh, June 25th, while uh, Quanda was, Strangled July sixteenth mm-hmm. in two thousand ten. Yeah. Um. Following eleven, which was a year and a month after his two his victims in twenty ten.
0: Mm. Hmm. And, and it's very, it's very. I want to pick up on something. Um. Quanta Crider was found, um, eight eight sixteenth, uh, West Marquette Road. Uh, which is like on 60, 66, 66th Street. Um, Angela Prophet, who was found a year after that, uh, August 28th, 2011. She was found on 5525 South Calumet Avenue. That's only about a mile from each other. mile and a half, give or take. Um, Pamela Wilson, uh, who was found in a vacant lot August ninth, two thousand and twelve. So you see a you see this new pattern where it seems like the killer is tapering off. And yes, yeah. and Pamela Wilson was found on seventy eight thirty one South Low, and that's about oh three about three or so miles south from the last victim, Angela Prophet. So I mean, it's it's really it's really in close proximity as we've been talking about, like. These murders are, they're either in one part of the city or they're in another part, but they're all kind of like bunched up in a sense.
1: Yeah, they start going, they went from being sporadic to very specific locations. And I don't know if we've really looked into detail about these locations. I don't know if these locations are, you know, bar scenes or... Metro stations or bus stops or common places where people meet or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually, like you said, went in 2012 and had Pamela Wilson, who was found in a vacant lot, strangled. Right. And then the last um, victim that we actually, or not, I'm sorry, not the last victim. Um, the next victim after 2012 was Velma Howard, who was found in an alley, strangled. February 21st, 2014. So, that's two years later.
0: Yeah, so you didn't have any murders in 2013?
1: No. Which, like, maybe it was a bad year for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, maybe he moved out of the state. Maybe he went into the Army. Maybe he went to jail, like
0: Dale. We'll, well, yeah, and it's something we'll probably want cap- to uh get on as we get along in a few minutes. But it will be like that for the next few years. But then, out of nowhere from 2017 to 2018, it just it's like an a uptick, uptick of sorts that just comes back out of nowhere. Diamond Turner, Catherine Satterfield Buchanan, Valerie Marie Jackson, Laura Dawn Harbin, and Nicole Leno Ridge were all killed from 2017 to 2018. Um, oh my God. All of them had... Again, they were either found in vacant lots, they were either found in abandoned buildings, alleys, and all of them were strangled.
1: See, you know what I was thinking? You know how, like, the I think it was the BTK killer who, he went incognito, but he loved the attention. Mm -hmm. So when the attention wasn't on him, he would go out and, like, kill someone and then write a note about it or things like that. And it's like, do you think this individual now is trying to get the public eye or or
0: I think I think it's one of those things is where um it it could be maybe they're trying to get the public eye but maybe they were just out of the loop through forces of their own maybe they relocated maybe uh they were in jail and maybe they just want to pick up on they have that urge what do we see a lot in serial killers this is like and and maybe thank you so much Dexter morgan but you see, it's like they have just this capacity to want to kill.
1: True, like they
0: but... would have. Like they would go, they would go after a while without killing. Just like you would see a seven-month period, or you would see a year off. But then it's just like as if I don't know if it's they're addicted to it or whatnot. But it's as if they, it's a need, a primal need. If
1: because. You will. Because their brain isn't evolved, evolution man. But I guess my thing is just like you said, the primal need. Doesn't that need become more and more the more you kill? Like Mm -hmm. I guess I just get confused because don't get me wrong, there was strangulation, 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 nothing.
0: Right. Yeah. So but that's but that's Mm strangulation
1: say, do you think that if this individual is let's say one individual that's connected to all these strangulations mm-hmm. do you think this individual changed up any of his murders and actually is killing more outside the strangulation
0: maybe so I mean sometimes you know they have a and this is terrible terrible uh, analogy saying if it's not broke why uh, fix it or something like that yeah. But it's just like, you know, it, what do a, lo- a lot of people see in it in serial killers? They see MO. They see something where they can find some kind of commonality. And we just see, as, as if you said uh, earlier, he gets comfortable with this. They're, they haven't caught me for all these years. And maybe if I can just taper it off and I can just do, let's say, three or four a year, nobody is going to really pick up on this
1: yeah I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but like shes but now that people are picking up on it, now what?
0: right, so let's kind of um let focus on this last suspicious death uh Rio Renee Holyfield, and she was found in a garbage can on September tenth of last year, and her case is very uh peculiar because it's uh, the the medical examiner could not find a definitive cause of death. They believe that it could be possible that she was strangled. But again, as she was found, uh, her remains were, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh,
1: Decomposed. Yes.
0: Decomposed without giving again a definitive determination. So, that's,
1: uh-huh. and that's... So this like makes me think then where was her body being hidden?
0: Right. Yeah. It, it, it really makes you wonder. It really does. So we... And from all of this concern, according to the data provided by the Murder Accountability Project from 2001 until last September we want to put in this. We have had 51 murders or suspicious unconfirmed death not confirmed but suspicious deaths 39 of the victims were black 11 were white and one was hispanic and again as we talked about the death all of them were found in abandoned buildings alleys garbage cans or vacant lots some of them were set on fire all of the victims were found either sexually assaulted or viciously beaten and virtually and this is another one that we haven't uh we haven't really talked about all of them had a history either in drug addiction or prostitution according to um, reports. So it's just, it, it makes you wonder, okay, he's really he's really narrowing in on the types of victims that he's selecting. Oh he or she, you know, Maybe.
1: Yeah. And everybody knows that individuals who who are drug addicted or prostitution wise, they live a, a, a more dangerous lifestyle than you or I who comes home every day, plays video games, got a got a you Monday through Friday games? job. Yeah, bitch. I got, I got me an sixty <laughs> four for Christmas. I'm not oh, about bro. that new shit. You're just <laughs> you know, I'm not that
0: advanced. Talking about talking about you talking yeah. about advanced? I'm talking about G- Game Boy events? like yeah, I played the Dreamcast. What the fuck are you talking about? You
1: talking yeah, about? I played the Atari. Remember
0: what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Nothing. <laughs> Et.
0: Um, but they talked about um, in the 2017 Vice interview. Uh, Thomas Hargrove was asked why were we pretty much hearing? Why were people pretty much hearing this for the first time that there is a serial killer, and he said that I can tell you that the killer is more likely to get away with a series of murders in a place that has a low clearance rate, and he added, if you do a poor job catching killers, you're going to do a poor job catching serial killers, so that said, let's talk about the clearance rate in Chicago, which is just, if you think Cody Parkey's numbers are bad, like, get this. <laughs> According to a September 2018 report by USA Today, Chicago's murder clearance rate in the first half of 2018 was, get this, 15.4%. So, simply put, if you committed a murder, you got a 85% chance of getting away with it. And if that's not bad enough, according to uh, data tabulated by or uh, project, the NYPD and LAPD's reported murder clearance rates, 69%, and 74%, respectively, within the last 20 to 30 years. So, no wonder Chicago Police Department was patting itself in the back with nabbing R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett in back-to-back days.
1: Yes, we got the big guys. But the Chicago police did actually decline to be interviewed with both Vice and CBS2 reports, actually saying in a statement that they haven't accumulated enough evidence to, de- to determine there's a serial killer at fault. So it, it, it's an interesting information that, you know, that I, I do think they're right. There isn't enough evidence. But why isn't any of these murders being investigated? There's 51
0: of them. Figure out one of them. hmm So can we just get them to what they had said? Their, uh, their, um, this little statement. They said, Chicago police detectives continue to follow up on open cases by interviewing witnesses, investigating new leads, and monitoring DNA profiles. CPD takes homicides very seriously and makes all efforts utilizing all available tools at their disposal to clear cases and bring some resolution to grieving families. Chicago police department has no actionable evidence that indicates that these cases are related or a pattern exists at this time. Huh? Many of these cases involve no witnesses or reluctant witnesses, making it more difficult to meet minimum burdens for prosecution.
1: Now, just that statement though, saying reluctant witnesses makes me think that there is something bigger going on. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I did when I first read you know all the victims I did think okay well yes they were all strangled or some type of suffocation but quote unquote the scientific stats of a serial killer is they do it do the same thing over and over
0: right uh, and I think it's like I said there is a lot of truth to the last sentence where uh, and this is and it's more or less. Talking about the greater issue of like a lot of murders in the city where you have reluctant witnesses, are uh, you know, either they are afraid for their safety or what have you, that are not going to come forward, which you know makes it harder to solve these cases. There is a lot of element of truth in that statement, but that said, the state the, the sentence before that, Chicago Police Department has no actual evidence that indicates that these cases are related or a pattern exists. That's bullshit. Fuck you with a rusty fishing knife. No, no, no. That is just... (laughs) That's incompetent shit.
1: Like, I get them saying, like, oh, this person that was strangled in a garbage can doesn't relate to this person that had a bag over their head in this building. But... There are multiple of victims who had their bags over their heads in buildings, multiple victims in garbage cans, and all fifty-one of them had some type of drug connection, prostitution connection, or wait, I forgot the last one. Oh, and were strangled.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's three, three main examples right there. Yeah,
0: and again, the the locations, like it's just. It, it's too much like the location. Yeah, it's too much of a coincidence to to at least entertain the notion of, hey, let's follow up on this theory. And maybe you can eventually with more adequate more adequate uh invest uh, investigating that you can rule out that theory. But to even just strike down a notion that that's that. That's just you know that bullshit detector. If yeah. About the smell. If you're gonna
1: strike it down, you should correctly strike it down. Mm-hmm. Not just make up any excuse you can that could easily be defunct. And um, that being said, Hargrove also believes that the reason why the CPD won't want to really confirm what appears to be happening is they really just don't want to cause panic. Yeah. They really also don't want increased scrutiny that a serial killer kind of brings, but. People will freak out if they know there's a serial killer in their backyard, because if it's anything like John Wayne Gacy, yeah, or H.H. Holmes, it's gonna be mad.
0: Look, I already have one foot out the door, leaving Illinois. I just want to find out that there is a serial killer. This like, okay, you know, fuck <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Let me let me let me take my talents down to St. Louis and join Cammy B. Let me like it's just. You know, Let's I mean, go. <laughs> but like, it's just, you know, uh, the, the, all the press that Chicago has had, the Chicago police department directly has had, especially in the last couple of weeks, as we talked about in, in, um, previous episodes and this, it's like, you just, that's like a feather in the cap. I asked if you just announced like, wait, this is a serial killer and we're just finding this, like, could you imagine the type of just panic? Right, and I don't,
1: I don't see them saying anything. I, I see them if let's say they caught somebody, not saying something till it was proven that this individual. It's nothing like again. I want to relate it back to the Ted Bundy cases. The documentary that we everyone watched was it was a freaking party. Everyone was there for the show. People were selling shit at his execution. People made posters. People yeah. were protesting here you're not gonna know there's a serial killer till like persons convicted in jail. We're gonna
0: Mm-mm. be like, oh well shit, okay. Mm Now, um, let's we earlier we had talked about Gwendolyn Williams, um, who was murdered, uh she was found behind a dollar store back in two thousand and two and she was found with yeah. DNA on her. And in her case the DNA evidence was able to match a suspect, and my best bet is Ancestry.com, because...
1: <laughs> but... yes, that's how I know I'm a Polak.
0: No oh boy. I, mean, I still have a rough thing. I'm probably, like, you know, I got, like, 2% of, like, Irish or some shit, but
1: anyway... Yo, watch you be, like, Irish, Italian, Native American, well, Canadian. I see, I don't
0: think they got... South no, African, I don't think, South
1: African.
0: Uh, that's kind of... That kind of just got depressing and shit, but... Uh, I don't think I have any, any Italian slave ancestors but, or anything like that, but... Uh, so, Ancestry.com, that's what I'm thinking. But in in the case of Gwendolyn Williams, um, DNA evidence had matched a suspect who was convicted in Detroit in 1980 for armed robbery and again in 2014 for check fraud. And it's something striking about that in 2014 because, again, that was when you had, for all of a sudden... The string of murders had to stop. But then the suspect uh, was released from prison And get this, 2017. The year that so happened to be where you had the sudden rash of all of these murders under the same M.O. happened. So the suspect was recently arrested in Tampa on a warrant for first-degree murder in Williams' case in September. What happened in September? The last possible victim of this M.O. Or that fits this M.O.
1: So uh-huh. it
0: really makes you wonder, and I've looked everywhere for this motherfucker's name and whenever I find it, I guess I have to do a fucking you. who knows? But um that's something that, you know, as this case will go along and as this details we will bring it to you. But uh it's very, very, you know it appears that they had, it might have the guy. Appears.
1: Time. And we could be wrong about everything, yeah. but according to Joe Kenda, there is no such thing as a coincidence. So,
0: uh-huh. but about about, right. about this guy, um, a little more before we uh, wrap up. Um, the uh, sisters of Gwendolyn Williams were told that in an interview with Chicago police, the suspect had denied killing Gwendolyn Williams or being in Chicago. But again, after that further DNA tested. It, desert, it was confirmed that he had sexual contact with her, but this is something weird. The Cook County State's Attorney's Office reportedly decided not to extradite him. So, I mean, that's that that really strikes me because I mean, if let's say, look, if he's if they have him dead to rights on Winland Williams, who knows if you do too much uh, a lot of probing. Could he fess up to more? Maybe not of all these victims, but some of these victims, so these families can get closure.
1: Yeah, I, I just... and like, I, and the best part too is some of these victims do have DNA. So I'm really, really hoping that the DNA is connected to this individual, so he can mm-hmm. stay behind.
0: Yeah, because I mean, again, let, let, let's do, let's do the math. You have a convicted felon. With a history of violence, he goes to prison. 2014, 2014, the murders, the murders abruptly stop. Cold turkey the felon gets released in 2017. The murders pop up again. Meets the same MO that we've seen thus far. And then he, once he gets arrested, there's been no murders thus far. I mean, it all signs, at least to me, it points that this may be the guy who, or he's not, got a connection, or to he's these got a people. connection. There we go. Maybe he's not responsible for all of them, but he he knows something, or he probably participated. Was a willing participant.
1: But yeah. Yes. So. I I one hundred. I totally because when I first started looking into the case, um, I I totally didn't believe it was the same, um, culprit. But mm-hmm. from what we've been talking about, I can see why it could definitely be the individual that um, murdered Gwendolyn or at least had a a connection with all these murders because I definitely see more than one person doing it, but I also don't believe in coincidences. Um, Uh, Thank you, Joe Kenda. (laughs) Because of Joe Kenda.
0: (laughs) I was waiting for it.
1: Because of Joe Kenda and um, I find them far too coincidental for it not to be an issue. Yeah.
0: And and with and with that, that's the uh, Chicago serial killer. Yeah, who knows? He, who knows if he's at large? Who knows if he's been apprehended? I just hope that there isn't any more murders that fits this descriptive MO. And I guess that said, yeah. you have the fear that now that you know Vice has covered this, now that CBS Two has cover this. You always have the possibility for copycat killers.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So I mean, that you always have to be, you know, on guard for that. But I mean, you just hope that again, you know, none of these incidents that again fits that mo just pops up, and then okay, now we really have a, a grave case. Okay, this not this guy. Then who the fuck is he? And that's yeah. kind of like that the scary shit, man. Unsolved mysteries.
1: But- it- it could be him, it could be her. It, we're, we'll get to the bottom of this, guys.
0: Yeah. And uh, we'll if, if you, you have any information on this, like, help, hit us up. Uh, Illinois. This is where we should play the Unsolved Mysteries theme again. Like, dude do 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 like, shit. But, no, again, uh, all seriousness, like, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on IG, hit us up on our personal uh, social media accounts. Like, you know, this, this is fresh... It's sad to Do say. Do it all. Is, yeah.
1: Help us out, guys. And you have,
0: like, again, 50 different women, 51 different women from this data uh, tablet. And you're talking about 51 families who lost a sister, who lost a mother, who lost a daughter, who lost a friend. Like, it's just. You have to understand these are families involved in this. And they need Frankly, anything yeah. else. They need closure, you know?
1: Yeah, I you know, everyone lost. needs to know what happened to their babies, and right. no, again, no parent deserves to bury their child, so you know, no parent deserves to bury their child, no child wants to bury, I mean, we, we will have to, but we don't want to have to bury our parents, especially after such a traumatic
0: mm-hmm. event. Nobody should ever go out that way. I mean, as if, again, as if they were trash, as if they were just discarded, like, that's I mean if any indignity on top of being killed in, in that kind of manner it's just it's repugnant upon all levels
1: it really exactly is. you have some personal hatred to these women who probably have no idea who you are mm-hmm. yeah. which is bullshit how dare you have hatred towards 51 different women because you you Whoever you are, got some emotional things you got to work on. Yeah. Exactly. So that's how I feel about that person.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And on that note, um, guys, we will be back. Well, since this was supposed to originally come up last week, so I don't know if we're going to be coming back with another one this week. I doubt it. But when we do come back, it's either. No, we'll just push. We'll aim for next week. How about that?
1: Well, well we got the shit. We'll be back next week. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's my, that's my girl. And hopefully, uh, I know she's going to be listening to this um my uh, dear friend uh deb. uh we're gonna be having her come on i don't know if it's gonna be next week's episode or the week after that but um uh, we do want to you know get in contact with her and you know she'll be a special guest but hey you know guys if you want to be a guest if
1: you yes along with deb also along with deb thornton if you're listening you'll be on too buddy <laughs> we're gonna get you on here
0: um, okay, before we go, uh, you want to hit them with the your where they can find you.
1: Absolutely. All right, biatches. Um You can find me on Instagram at instacam six three zero. You can find me on Twitter at I like stuff six three zero. And if you can find Bird on Facebook, you'll find me. So.
0: Yeah, because she always comments on my shit. And like,
1: <laughs> I'm his only friend. Something like that. That's depressing.
0: Um, you can find me on <laughs> Birdman Iceberg on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, bird underscore your underscore enthusiasm. You can find me on Twitter, the Twitter, uh, Birdman the for Twitter? America. And uh, that's going to be like my 2020 slogan, Birdman for America. The Twitter. <laughs> Oh man, we'll be we we'll, you you'll be one hell of a running mate, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I can just I'll imagine. vote for you. Oh okay, yeah, there we go. That that's 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 my girl. That's my girl. And you And can every find com-
1: everybody come to my stand up if you're in St. Louis.
0: You're actually doing stand up? Like that's
1: I really wanna do one. I really like I legit think I'm funny. And as I long just as you think like it,
0: that's the most important. You gotta have stuff. Gotta have confidence in yourself. I mean,
1: yeah, and I got a whole hell of a lot of confidence. So like, I'm already halfway there.
0: I tell you what, I'll be in I'll be in spring, uh, Springfield, but I'll be in St. Louis either next month or May. But when I do come to St. Louis, you have to go to a stand-up and I'll see you, fail miserably. Sure. But I will be cheering you on.
1: Okay, Okay. then I actually have to write shit and send it to you, so I know it's funny.
0: <laughs> okay, I <I'm> will <laughs>
1: oh. I gotta make sure I'm actually funny when I get up there. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll, I'll be laughing at you jokes either way.
1: <laughs> I know, because you're like, this dumb bitch. No, Look at her, yeah, I'm gonna have Look to have her up there trying to try act like she's funny. Get the fuck off the stage! <laughs> <laughs> you don't even go here. It's gonna be you in the background.
0: <laughs> um, and that's it, guys. You will we will come back next week. Um, again, thank you so much. Uh, until next time, this is Cam. This is Bird. Kill Illinois. I forgot. Be there, the sl- there we Kill
1: bitches.